When witches go riding and black cats are seen, the moon laughs and whispers, "'Tis near Halloween." If you like to learn, but lack enough time, to locate the reason or translate the rhyme, with magical knowledge from ancient tomes on the shelf, I bring Halloween topics to geek thyself. Hello everyone, I'm Heather and I'll be your host for this podcast. Halloween is my favorite holiday and my favorite spooky time of the year. So park your broom at the door and listen for a spell as I brew up some Halloween topics for this week and the rest of October. Been a while since hey we did guys. that. <laughs> yeah. Hey Hi everyone. Guys. We're we're doing the thing again after a um, an illegal amount of time. I think is the <laughs> correct correct term. Uh, it it's was been a bit. Yeah, it was definitely longer than we meant it to be. So thank you so much, everyone, for sticking with us. Yeah, for being patient. Basically, the long and short of it, as most people will already know. Uh, World's hell right now. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. And both yeah. Heather, yeah, both Heather and I are working pretty much full time. Uh, well, I, I know Heather's working full time. I'm technically on a zero hours contract, but I'm doing enough for full time. So, uh, <laughs> and our days off just do not line up even a little bit anymore. They used to kinda, yeah. But uh, with with everything that's going on and COVID being COVID, it's. It's been a bit rough. Like Heather and I haven't even been able to talk, which is so <laughs> yeah. annoying because I missed you a lot. I know I missed you so too, bad. except for like a few messages on Discord. Like we really haven't gotten to face to face, and like all the solo episodes we recorded were because we couldn't we, we schedule couldn't. something to record together. So we're really happy yeah. to be recording it, together again. Yes, because this is not nearly as much fun doing it solo. Uh, it's it's. A lot easier and it's a lot more fun to have someone to talk to yeah so you don't feel met, so you don't feel like insane just talking to a microphone obviously <laughs> we know we're talking to you guys as well but without the instant like i mean i don't really understand how like youtube people do it like like i've got a friend who used to do youtube stuff and like i don't yeah, understand I don't how they do solo stuff I, don't, I mean, I did I did solo for a long time, but I think one yeah. of the things that helped me is for a long a lot of my initial season of Geek Thyself when mm. I was just by myself, I mm. was talking, but I was in a room recording where my cats were walking around, so it was almost yeah, like I was so talking to my cats, which is also not necessarily the sign of a sane person, but you know, I think everyone talks to their pets. You know? <laughs> like everyone kind of does. I am a crazy cat so, lady. Uh, I, I have never denied this, so it's fine. No. <laughs> I mean, your, your icon for this is literally a cat. This, so. is, yeah, this is true. This is not a, not a yeah. false statement. Yeah, so... Uh, also, on the, on the sort of thing of we have no time, uh, we are going to try to do something about that, giving us a bit more time to actually get things together, and that is going to be uh, going down to every other week of an episode... Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily want to do it, but it's kind of that or nothing right now because like, COVID's already uh, draining our mental health, and doing solo episodes yeah. is a lot more challenging than uh, maybe you are aware of, or maybe you are because you do your own content and stuff. But either way, we'll be dropping down. We would like to be able to get back to a consistent thing whenever we could. Yeah, it's but, whenever we can get our schedules to align a little bit better or, mm-hmm. you know, figure out a more, um, cons- well, I mean, it's a consistent recording schedule, but unfortunately it's consistently one of us is up in the middle of the night. So we're trying to figure out a way that works around that. And yeah, until we do, mm-hmm. um, we are going to be cutting down to every other week. I had mentioned it previously on one of my solo episodes, but we just wanted to reiterate for anyone who's wondering what the release schedule yeah. is going to be like for season four. We are looking at every because, other week. Yeah. Because this is our first episode for season four. Yeah. I I, I joined like mid-season two. I think. <laughs> Something like, like that. Right at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit weird. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> we, and we wanted to come back for 
Halloween October yes. because spooky times. Give any episodes, you know, we 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 love the spooks, or maybe not all of us love the spooks. But that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about our favorite classic, always must watch Halloween movies. Uh, whether they're scary or not, you're going to see a bit yes. more of the non-scary stuff from Heather, uh-huh. and a little bit of the scary <laughs> stuff from me. That's just how it is. Yeah, and to be so, clear, we're not necessarily talking about like just the old school black and white horror movies. No. Um, it really is just like what what did we grow up with as our Halloween classics? Our, what are our, our Halloween go to classics? Mm-hmm. Which was a little hard to get down to five because, you know, mm-hmm. any more than five and we tend to run over. Yep. And again, the lack of time <laughs> means we can't do that. Anyway, so <laughs> we've got five each. Yes. Um, and we, I guess, we'll just get on with it. Um, do you want to go first or do you, should I go first? I don't know. Um, I can go first. Do we want to go back and forth? Sure. Yeah, I think that's probably the best idea. Okay. I don't necessarily have these in any particular order. Mm-hmm. I guess I could put them in order. Okay. I'd be relatively quick. Okay, so I'm going to start with my number five. So okay. number five for me, um, I will say, just real quick, honorable mention, number six is most Tim Burton movies. There are certain ones that I don't yeah. like as much as others, but I will say that in my, my honorable mention number six is most Tim Burton movies. Things like Corpse Bride, Coraline, Edward Scissorhands, you know, Beetlejuice, yep. all that kind of stuff is my, like, number mm-hmm. six all wrapped into one. Yeah, um, I think if I had a, a number sort of six, it's actually a film that I isn't a classic for me, but it's a new classic because it was uh, shown... Well, not sure. I watched it with uh, my partner because it's one of their favourite films and they watch it basically all the time. So it basically follows into Halloween and that's Labyrinth. Ooh, I do love Labyrinth. Labyrinth, I don't consider that a Halloween movie personally. That's the only reason it's not on here. But um, I love Labyrinth. Like I said... Like I said, it's a it's a honorable sort of mention thing, which is very much in the the spooky kind of like Halloweeny kind of vibe yes. that it gives off, kind of, uh, especially like with the Golden King and all that. So mm-hmm. I feel like it fits for an honorable mention, and yeah, I would agree. There we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so <laughs> getting back to actual, the list, your actual is the film. point. Yeah, your actual um, <laughs> so my number five is. Um, something that anyone who grew up with like Disney made for TV movies is going to recognize I think if they grew up around the time I did which is Halloween Town uh, okay. um, so for anyone who's not familiar with Halloween Town it's the story of a teenage girl which so many Disney Channel made for TV movies started off with a teenage girl but it's a teenage girl who's about to turn 13 and discovers the Halloween before her 13th birthday that she is actually a witch. Her grandmother's a witch and her mother's a witch, but her mother has denounced her powers and basically sworn off them and plans to not tell Marnie, the main character. Mm. Marnie finds this out, follows her grandmother into Halloween town and chaos ensues. And well, chaos and they save the day because of course it's a Disney movie. But um, Halloween Town is supposed to be this basically magical, extra-dimensional place where all of the fairy tale type creatures banded together. So you've got witches, you've got goblins, you've got orcs, you've got pumpkin-headed people, you know, you've got just like everything you can think of that you might find in some sort of spooky Halloween story or fairy tale, vampires, everything. And all of them exist in Halloween Town together peacefully they coexist together there away from the mortals because it was too hard for them to deal with the mortal world and they come back to the mortal world every year on halloween and that's how marie's mother met her father she went to hollow to the mortal realm for halloween and then ended up staying because she fell in love but you get to mean yeah yeah, it's cute because you get to follow Marnie discovering who she is and discovering her powers. You get to see her two siblings who are both younger than her figure out their powers. You know, there's family bonding. Everybody comes to terms with the fact that maybe it's okay to be more than just human. It's cute. 
It's, it's, it's a very much like embrace your differences with a Halloween flavor all over it. Sounds fun. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's very cute. It is not spooky at all. Like, if you're little, then yeah, there's probably a couple of spots where you're going to be worried because the bad guy is being the bad guy. But otherwise, it's oh, not yeah. spooky. Well, I mean, you know. Okay. Well, that makes sense. All right. So I guess um, I'll go next. Uh, my uh, number five is uh, one of the, the least, uh, one of the less spooky ones on my list, and it is uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even think of Ghostbusters. Oh, well, yeah. I don't think of it as a Halloween movie. Mm, see, I, I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's not. Like you could watch it whenever, but you know, like ghosts and spooky mm-hmm. and that kind of things. But it's not scary; it's more funny. I, I don't feel like I need to explain ghosts, but I'm going to for at least a little bit. Four pe- four scientists, or three scientists and a janitor, I guess, <laughs> uh, go around uh, in a in a car, go go collecting um, ghosts, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, try and save New ghost York City from. from from ghosts and it's kind of an incredible theme which is yeah mm-hmm. yeah i didn't uh, like so i liked the remake that they did with like Kristen wig and the female mm-hmm. version yeah. of the ghostbuster quartet right mm-hmm. except yes um i'm not entirely sure i loved what they did with chris hemsworth what made him a bit dumb that kind yeah of they had him be basically the Oh my god! I just blanked on the woman's name from the original, but they oh, had him—the the one who's got the phone and yeah, the, the secretary. Yeah, I can't remember I'm bl- I'm remember blanking on the character's name. I re- I know yeah, the that's... the actress is Annie Potts. I'm mm-hmm. blanking on the character's name though. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. she was you know at least somewhat smart. Yeah. Like she had she some was... wits to her. She was intelligent. Yeah. Uh, she just also happened to be obsessed with Egon. But in the remake, they had mm. the the secretary type character. Like he's basically just eye candy. Yeah. And I mean, okay, for one thing, kudos yeah. to Chris Hemsworth for being willing to put himself in that kind of a role because yeah, so sure. often women are put in that role. So I like the fact that he was willing to do it. But at the same time, I'm but like, I, I don't think eh. it, I don't think it helped the film. No. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Like, I, That's I, the I thing. understand why they kind of did it, but I don't necessarily think it helped the film. But yeah, um, uh, right. So, you should we do your fourth one, or do we want to do a mid break? <laughs> did we already hit that point? Oh God! Yeah, Sorry, everyone. We did. <laughs> we went off on tangents like always. Um, we did. I think let yeah. let me squeeze in my number four real quick. Yeah, and then I'll do mine. Then we'll go. Then we'll do break. It's all good. Okay. So, um. My number four is um, called Paranorman. And uh, to be oh. perfectly honest, my four and my three are very, very close. Which one I would consider more my favorite. But my um, my number four for now I'm going to put as Paranorman. It came out in 2012 and it's a claymation movie. Um, but it's by Laika, not tim burton but it has a very similar feel especially since a lot of the people from Leica have also worked with tim burton and vice versa so there's some crossover but it's a cute story paranorman follows the story of a teenager named norman who happens to have the ability to see ghosts and of course oh. this makes him understandably very much kind of like an outcast in his town people think he's weird because he sees things and he talks to ghosts you know Kids will occasionally catch him playing with a ghost dog, stuff like that. And, of course, to him, he sees all the ghosts that are all over the town, but no one else can see them. So he'll, like, walk past something and say hi to random person X who's been dead for who knows how long, and no one else can see him. And so, unfortunately, this leads to, you know, a lot of circumstances where he's viewed as very, very weird and there's something wrong with him. And incre- like maybe even crazy. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, happening. and his family doesn't support him, unfortunately. Um, they think they also think it's weird, and they're like, "Why can't you just be a little more normal?" The only one who supports him is his dead grandmother, who visits him constantly, and yells at her son for being kind of a jerk. But he can't hear her, so he just keeps doing it. It's <laughs> it's a little sad, but ultimately he figures out kind of 
the hereditary line of how he got his powers and how they came down to him through his family and, you know, the history of the town that involves um, a bunch of elders killing a witch. And I don't want to give too much away in case anyone goes to watch it because there's a big twist on the witch situation that makes a lot more sense why the elders kind of, when you see them, they feel bad about what happened. Like they've realized the error of their ways over the years, but it's too late. <laughs> and um, it's definitely interesting. It's called Paranorman. It's very cute. I've never seen this. I'll, I'll have to look it up. I think you'd enjoy it. You know what? That's probably true. <laughs> okay, so my number four is an actual Tim Burton movie that I've got to put on my list, which is Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, it's on my list. Yeah, Night Before Christmas. It's just such a good film. I love Jack mm-hmm. Skeleton. I love uh, Sally. I think, yeah, it's def- it's Sally. It's Sally, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, Sally. Uh, music in it's great. Tim Burton does it great. The The animation and uh, claymation it's makes hybrid. It's Danny Elfman. So good. So mm-hmm. good, yeah. And, yeah, and it's literally called The Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. So it's like perfectly situated to be like Halloween into Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's both. I consider it yeah, both. I, yeah, I think personally. I think yeah, <laughs> That's actually I, yeah, you, you. one of the reasons I didn't think of Ghostbusters is because in my head, Ghostbusters is more of like a Christmas and Christmas. New Year's movie because they I could see that. Mm-hmm. They constantly like the first one has Christmas and New Year's in it. Yeah, it does. So in my head, that's that's the the holidays I associate with it. I guess you're right, yeah. Uh, I, um, we didn't really ever watch it at Christmas, so we tended just to watch it, uh, yeah, like in Halloween kind of thing, because again, it's just the, the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, and it was like light-hearted enough for kids to watch and all that kind of thing. So. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. It could it can qualify as a Halloween movie. It's just like my brain thinks of it. It's kind of like how Die Hard's an action movie, but my brain thinks of it it's also Christmas. as a Christmas, Christmas movie. Christmas movie, yeah. <laughs> Takes place at Christmas. Uh huh. Exactly. Alright, yeah. Okay. So, uh, as it's on your list anyway, we'll probably talk about it a bit more then. So, uh-huh. it's probably a good time for us to go into our break. Uh, that's weird. We're doing this again. We're doing the thing. <laughs> right. We'll be back in just a minute or so after we've done all that. And we'll continue on with our list. Alright? Yes. See you in a sec. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the mid roll, the first one of season four. Yeah, it's been months since we've done one, so uh, it feels it. like. Well, yeah, it's been months since we did one together. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Ugh, I hate COVID. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone does. Probably fair. I don't think. Yeah, there's not a person who hates who doesn't uh, like COVID. Anyway, that's not the point of the mid roll. We're not here to advertise COVID. We're here no. to talk about the people who support the network and we like very very much. Yes, um, the amazing yeah. amazing sponsors of the Nerdsmith Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll go first with Die Hard Dice, because we don't really do that very often. But yeah, Die Hard Dice, they have wonderful, pretenders, lovely dice. They just announced a sort of prismatic, sort of sparkly, multiple-colored yes, metal set. So I don't know pretty. what they're called, uh, but they are gorgeous, and I need them in my life. And I, I don't Die Die. remember what the new series is called either, but they look amazing. Yes, you can check them out on their Twitter, Die Hard Dice, or on the website where they've got all the information about their dice and the dice that they've produced before, like their Spellbinder series with dual colors in the in the in the the inking, and then they mm-hmm. have their acrylic dice as well with their Moonstone series, which they've got like three different kinds of now, and they're absolutely amazing uh, accessories like their scroll of rolling and like their pop-up dice trays and just so many different kinds of dice that you can just get you can find uh, whatever you want because they they even allow you to search by class and color so you can find exactly the right set for your character and as i am going to be starting a new character soon because my friday game is going to be a wrap up which is terrifying because we're fighting orcas really soon that's terrifying. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I gotta find some new dice, and I think I might just get those uh, metal pris- prism dice because I can't remember what they're called, but they look gorgeous. Um, yeah, I yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I went to their website so I could look because I can't remember either, and it's gonna drive me mm. crazy. Yeah. Um, well. I they have one coming out that I hadn't noticed before, which mm. is uh, 
Dracona. Oh, that's the new series, the Draconia series. Dracona yeah. and their that's... dragon scale. Yeah, that's the one and I saw. It, they they look so good. Look freaking incredible. I can't even. Yeah. Um, you guys should go check out the website, dieharddice.com. Yeah. Yes, you should. <laughs> and also, uh, I think we still have a code. Do we still have a code? We do still have a code. Yeah, we still have a code. That's great. Uh, if you use the code Geek Thyself uh, on the website, you'll get fifteen percent off your first or your next order. Yes. So yeah, if you did find anything you like, you can get you can get it cheaper, which is great because you support us, you support them, and you support really good dice. Yes, right. all good things. Okay. And good don't things. forget about our other amazing sponsor, World mm-hmm. Anvil. Uh, WorldAnvil.com is an amazing website. It's a campaign builder and world building website and tool there's such an amazing tool for that that they actually won an any award for it um there's all sorts of features that you can use to build your campaign world or your storybook world if you're an author whether it be links between characters a mapping system um journal entries you know relationship status between characters everything like that you can set it up and the a lot of those features are even available with just the free no charge guild membership and then you can pay to add on more of the features if you want to and they're definitely worth it the features are incredible there's even heroes which is sort of like a social media for your characters so like Mm -hmm. if you want your character your players to do teamwork building or character building outside of just your session especially if you happen to be one of those groups that can't meet all the time it's fantastic mm-hmm. because they can build who their character is through sort of a fake social media platform. And it, it's a great way to follow along and get an idea of the flavor of the character. Uh, it's a super cool, super fun website for all kind of planning. My DM yes. is actually for, for our Friday game for our second campaign. They're building their own world in World Anvil. So it's been really fun mm-hmm. just to see them use it and get excited with all the map making, like and how they can sort of put, put everything down on the maps. Yeah, uh, and then I'm you're so, of course I'm like, so... oh, let me show you countless heroes. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I, I, I've not been like that, but like they've been having way uh, so much fun just building and like putting NPCs in, um, mm-hmm. doing all the family trees and stuff. It's so robust. And yes. It's perfect for whatever. You Exactly. That's worldanvil.com. We definitely recommend you check it out. Absolutely. All right. Uh, now we've gushed about the people we love for a bit. We yes. are going to go back into the movies we love. So, yeah. Some of we'll them, yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. We'll see you all in just a minute. Oh, well, actually, less than that. And we're back from the other side of the mid roll, and we are already <laughs> over time because we're Which... super good at being consistent. <laughs> I was going to say, right. raise your hand if you're surprised. We can't see you, but I know you're all raising your hand. Not at all. No, no, no. Anyway, so we'll get straight back into it with Heather's number three pick. So my number three, like mm-hmm. I said, it, it kind of could go either way with my number three and my number four. My number three is a movie that probably most people have not heard of. It's called mm-hmm. Monster Squad. I'm not familiar with this. Yes, it is super 80s, super, super 80s, complete with like a let's get to work and achieve things montage. Oh, like (laughs) Like, that. Like a getting ready for battle, get everything ready to go kind of montage in towards the end of it. Like it's super 80s. But um, it's one of those movies where I saw it as a kid and I've just loved it ever since. It's always stuck with me and I love watching it around Halloween time. Um, so Monster Squad follows this group of kids. Um, there's four boys and then the older sister of one and the younger sister of one end up kind of hanging out with them and working with them at one point too. But basically two of them are best friends and they're absolutely obsessed with monsters, all kinds of monsters, Dracula, Wolfman, the you know creature from the black lagoon frankenstein's monster everything they're obsessed with all of it and they have a monster club that they started the two of them together um they have a third friend who's also involved in it he's not quite as obsessed with the monsters but he likes them and you know he's their friends they're all hanging out they drag the cool kid into the mix and they also like i said they're bringing in the an older sister and a younger sister but basically what happens is 
the one kid who's kind of the leader of the squad ends up with Van Helsing's diary, Van Helsing's journal, that his mother found at an estate sale. She knows he's obsessed. Yeah, right? She knows he's obsessed with monsters. She saw Van Helsing and she buys it for him. And she's basically like, yeah, that's the guy who fought Frankenstein's monster or something, right? Mm, I mean, I know. Sure. Sure, mom. (laughs) She doesn't know. She's trying. She's trying. She got part of it, right? She's trying her best. Yeah, she's Um, trying her best. But he finds, you know, an older gentleman in the neighborhood who can read German and translates it for him and all this kind of stuff. And basically, they find out that Dracula is still around. He exists. He's raising all of these other, you know, dark creatures to come wreak havoc. The creature from the Black Lagoon, werewolf, man. Um, who else did he have? And Frankenstein's monster, you know, he, he's bringing them all out and he's creating brides and all of this chaos that he's about to commit. And he's going to try to merge like the realm of darkness with our realm and they have to stop him. And so the eighties montage is the kids like (laughs) in woodshop class making stakes when the teacher's not looking. And, you know, another one's in like metal shop class and he starts making silver bullets somehow with the teacher not noticing of course this would never fly today but in the 80s who cares it's cute though because along the way like the little sister who's like five becomes like best friends with frankenstein's monster after they find him and he's really sweet and he saves them and like all this kind of stuff i don't want to give too much away um it's not super dark. It's definitely very 80s. So there's moments where like things that would no longer be considered PG are in that movie. Like some cursing, um, you know, some new, not full nudity, but like veiled nudity and like hints at nudity. You know, it was a kid's movie, so it wasn't too much. Um, things like that. They do show the monsters killing people, but it's not super graphic. So it may not be good for like little kids, but if you're talking about like a nine or 10 year old, it's kind of fun. And they did actually a pretty good job with the makeup considering it was the eighties. Yeah, it's, it's very, very eighties, but I love it. It's like campy eighties horror. Yeah, but most 80s horror was at oh. least campy. Like, if, even the scary I just thought of a movie a I completely campy. forgot, and I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. I completely forgot Army of Darkness when I was making my list. Oh, dear. And I am ashamed of myself right now. Well, you've at least mentioned Army of Darkness now. True. Yeah. Yeah. Most 80s have, like... Even if it's scary horror, it's still probably camping, generally. Yeah, that's true. Which, actually, going into that, my number three is incredibly camping, and it's incredible. And, well, I'm not going to say incredibly scary. The premise is really scary, and it scared me a lot when I was younger. But it is Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, the premise is Parker, terrifying. The premise, uh, yeah. Uh, a serial killer who only can get you when you're asleep. Which means, you know, you can't sleep. And the thought of that yeah. is terrifying because everyone needs to sleep some, yeah. sooner or later. I was far too young to watch this movie when I watched it because my <laughs> brother showed it to me when I was eight. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, but the whole movie is campy. Robert Eland does an amazing job playing Freddy. Yes, he uh, does. He's full of camp. The whole movie is great. He's probably the first like slasher villain with real personality. And to be honest, it could maybe be higher on the list, but all these ones, these next ones are really close in my head. But And this one fit a little bit, so yeah, I'll put it in your head. But yeah, great film. If you're, It is scary. It's definitely getting into the horror vibe of Halloween. Mm-hmm, not kid-friendly. Definitely not kid-friendly. Don't show <laughs> this to your kids. No, you, do not. If, you, not. if you, they already don't sleep enough, they will never sleep for like <laughs> until they forget about the movie. Which means you'll have to deal with them. Just, you yes. know, putting that out there. It's not a good idea. Also, just saying, yeah. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, also not good to let your children watch. I, similar to you, was shown that when I was like seven or eight. To be fair, I my dad put it on. I think he thought it was going to be just like a cheesy 80s oh, sci-fi, or like yeah. a cheesy, cheesy sci-fi movie. 
about and then kind of killer clowns. Yeah, I think he kind of yeah. fell asleep through parts of it and didn't really oh. pay attention to the whole oh, movie. Because uh-huh. I, I mean, you know, he'd let me watch like Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman and the Blob, like the super campy stuff. He knew I could yeah, handle yeah, it. Yeah. This one had clowns with like razor sharp, jagged fangs. Wrapping people yeah. in cotton candy and then stabbing straws into them to suck out their body fluids. Oh. Mm-hmm. That. I still don't like clowns. I hate clowns. I mean, I didn't. I don't like clowns much anyway. I think clowns like there's nothing yeah. nice about clowns. No, that, I have. That. I have nothing against the individual people, but like yeah. the concept and visual yeah, of a clown, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's. That. It's not a phobia, but I don't like it. No, when I that's a mental image I didn't need right before going to bed. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. But it's just yeah, that that would that would that would get me if I was like seven or eight. Mhm. Yep. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that. I could probably handle that now, but you know, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Okay, so there, that was my number three, and then Killer Clowns from Outer Space jumped in. Uh, so yeah, you're <laughs> sorry, two. tensions galore. Um, it's, so it's what we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. So mm-hmm. my number two, and this is another one where, for my number two and my number one slot, they very much could go back and forth depending on like what I'm feeling and my mood on that particular day. So my number two is Hocus Pocus. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I love Hocus Pocus. So for anyone who's never watched Hocus Pocus, first of all, what rock have you been living under? Um, second of all, um, it's a Disney movie, so it's got scary bits and pieces, but it is still a kid's movie. So this is something that you could watch with the family. Yeah. Exactly. I would say yeah. that, like, little kids, like, your five and six-year-olds, not a good plan. But if they're, like, nine, ten, you're probably going to be okay as long as they're not super immature. Um, but basically, it follows um, these teenagers in modern times, which at the time of the movie is, like, the 90s. But um, it's teenagers in modern times, quote-unquote. And they accidentally raise these three witches from the grave. Quote, it's sort of a quote-unquote accidentally because the one kid does it because he's stupid. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Anyone who's seen the movie agrees with me. Um, and um, these three witches are out to try to suck the souls and the energy and life force out of all of the children of Salem. And, you know, chaos ensues and um, the three sisters, the three witch sisters, are played by Bette Midler who's the, like, older sister, the one in charge. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker plays the young ditzy sister. And then Kathy Najimy plays the also ditzy, but, like, fun-loving, wants food, kind of goofy, supportive, wholesome sister. And the trio, like, the way they work together is amazing. Of course, it's Bette Midler, so they worked in a spot for her to sing a song, and she kills it kills it and it's just one of those movies where like and oh and it takes place on halloween also like the movie is set on all hallows eve so it's just like a perfect family halloween movie as long as your kids are old enough not to be completely freaked out by zombie there is i will say like even as a kid i didn't like this that much there's one point just fair warning for anyone who hasn't seen the film somehow there is one point where the cat character, Thackeray Binks, gets run over by a bus. Now, they are not graphic with it. He's not, like, bleeding happens. or yeah. oozing or anything. But mm-hmm. you do know he got run over by the bus. And you see his body flattened and it reinflates because part of his thing is that he doesn't die. He keeps mm. healing and being brought back to life over and over again. It's a curse the witches put on him. Now, if you have children who are not going to handle that well, I would say do not watch it. Mm-hmm. That's probably fair. That, that is like the one thing in that movie where I think even a kid who's really well adjusted to like, this is clearly fake, would probably be upset. That's probably fair. Yeah, because like, 
even though I knew it was fake and movie magic, I still didn't like it as a kid. As an adult, I, I mean, I still, not gonna lie, I still don't like it, <laughs> but I get that I'm, mo- I'm more able to process that it's fake. Yeah. Yes. Work in a fair hospital. So, yeah, of yes. course you don't like it. That, and honestly, that's part of it. I've seen the reality of what an animal looks like after it's been hit by a car. So, I now, as an adult and in that industry, realize how fake that runover cat looks. Because as an adult, I know how different it actually would look. Yeah. So that helps me distance the two. But as a kid, I wouldn't have known the difference. And it was, it, you know, it wasn't the most upsetting thing I've ever seen as a kid. Killer clowns. But it was definitely not something I liked. No, of course not. Uh, The second on my list is uh, Friday the 13th. uh, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, because that was your second, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure I'm not skipping anything. So yeah, Friday the 13th, uh, it's a really good way to kick off the that franchise. And I've just realized that I can't really talk too much about the killer because I'll spoil the movie. <laughs> that uh, is true. Okay, it's another 80s horror slasher. It was the, one of the first ones that came about. Uh, obviously, the blood and effects and all that kind of... Well, actually, actually, to be fair, they were pretty good for the time. And they kind of held up because there are a lot of practical effects, so it looks good still. Mm-hmm. But basically, uh, there's a kid, a Jason, that drowns in the pool. Oh, not in the pool, in the lake at Camp Crystal Lake. And uh, basically, while camp counselors was first watching the kids, they were busy doing other things with each other. Because this is a mm-hmm. PG thing. Uh, and so the, the killer uh, now goes around and... and and ends the people who are doing the thing that they shouldn't be doing when they're working. Yeah. That's about as PG as I could describe <laughs> all of that. But it's basically what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, they hold a grudge. And mm-hmm. they, yeah, they, they keep on the murdering. And then Jason is also alive at the end of the movie uh, after someone rolls out into the middle and then the, the boy pulls them under the water. That bit's a bit confusing. And honestly, the franchise gets way more confusing past that, especially when they get to Jason X in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Jason goes the... to hell. Jason goes to hell. Which yeah. I watched or... at my tenth birthday. That's a bad time to watch that. <laughs> yeah, my friends and I had a horror movie night. Their parents approved yeah. before my parents let them do that with me, but it was it. <laughs> Which was bad. The Tim Curry uh, version. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the original Jim Curry version that was, and yeah, yeah. I, when I was ten, it was on two VHSs because I'm old. Oh, oh. And um, <laughs> yeah, so it and Jason goes to hell. We rented them from the movie store, from oh. uh, Scott's Video, which was down the road oh. from my house. And they were VHSs, not DVDs. Yep. No. Yep. In case people don't know what a VHS is. <laughs> oh God. Uh, it, it's a black box. No, no people have got to know what. I'm not gonna do that, but yeah, basically. I, I mean, I would thing. assume that anyone young enough not to recognize the words like the term VHS is probably not listening to our podcast. Probably not. Probably unless they're I, listening with their parents, in which case, ask your parents what a VHS yeah, is. Yeah, they'll know. They will. Uh, so yeah, uh, but so yeah, the film's pretty good. I also like the first couple of sequels after then it gets a bit convoluted basically a lot of the 80s horror sort of franchises they made really good first movies they made really good sort of follow-up movies and then they went let's keep making them and then eventually they go downhill uh Mm -hmm. that's accurate yeah like uh friday the 13th uh as it like we just talked about like with jason x and Jason goes to hell and all those kind of things. Basically, because they try and kill the main villain and then they bring them back and then they die again and then they bring them back, it gets a bit, you know, it gets a bit boring. Um, yeah. Also, the same with uh, Freddy. They do that a couple of times with him, mm-hmm. and you, like you get it, but eventually they the the quality goes down. Uh, so yeah. like you know, it's like one of those things where like three, they keep coming up with more and more convoluted ways for the mm-hmm. character, the like villain, to keep coming back. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. eventually you just can't believe it anymore. <laughs> pretty much, but normally the first two, three, they're pretty good because they haven't killed the villain off yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
normally they're pretty good. Uh, I like I like to watch all of them, even the so the so bad it's good ones. Occasionally, you can't watch them too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do think the original is really good. It has a really good twist in the in the movie, which obviously I'm not going to spoil because if you haven't watched it, you haven't watched it. And the effects are still pretty good because they were all practical at the time. Uh, so yeah. the the CGI doesn't need to hold up because it wasn't CGI. That oh, is also, true. Friday the Thirteenth, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street also had really good effects. Like pretty much all the effects in the movie were practical, so it still holds up too. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as we haven't encountered the movie that you said was on your list, I think we know <laughs> what your number one is. Yes, my number one is Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, and like I said, it kind of goes back and forth with Hocus Pocus, I would say. Those are those are honestly my top two favorite Halloween time movies. I could I just, like, watch them on loop. My husband would kill me, but I could. Um, and <laughs> uh, for anyone who hasn't seen Nightmare Before Christmas or heard of it somehow, again, what cave did you live in? Yeah. But also... <laughs> yes. Um... It is the story of Jack Skellington, who um, is the leader of Halloween Town. And in, in this universe that is created in the, the movie, basically each holiday has its own little mini world where the people that make the holiday happen, like this, the spirit behind the holiday kind of resides and preps for the holiday every year. So like... We don't see them in the movie, but there's an Easter town and there's a, a Thanksgiving town and stuff like that. We don't actually see them. We just know they somehow exist. And um, in Halloween Town, Jack Skellington's the leader and he has sort of become not complacent with his place. It's more like he's done so much and he's you know been at the top for so long that he's kind of almost gotten bored with running Halloween except it's not so much bored it's more just that he like wants some new experiences he's tired of just doing the same thing every year he wants to change it up a little unfortunately what he ends up doing is falling into Christmas town where he sees Christmas and all the things that Christmas is about and he decides oh I want to do Christmas but not, I want to do Christmas in Halloween Town. No, he just decides he wants to take over Christmas, the holiday. And as you can imagine, hijinks ensue because the creatures that were running Halloween are now trying to run Christmas. And those are two very different vibes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They're, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not the same vibes. Mm-mm-mm. Honestly, I, Halloween might be a more fun vibe, but... Uh, I mean, personally, yeah, um, I like Halloween better, but that's also like Halloween's my favorite holiday. But that's also because I love dressing up in costume, you know, as evidenced by any stream anyone's ever watched me in. And um, you know, I like costuming and I like the spooky vibe. And I've always thought witches were interesting. And I love black cats. And like, I like fall because it's not too hot, but it's also not freezing. Like all of these things that make me just really love the Halloween time. So for the top of my list and I think you know like it just kind of has to be it because it kind of does have to be Halloween. Like the movie Halloween. I was going to say I had a I almost said something when you were talking about Freddy Krueger and you know and Nightmare Before or Nightmare on Elm Street and yeah. Friday the 13th. I was like, I bet Halloween is his number one, but I didn't yeah. want to say it until you actually got to announce yeah. it. Like, like they all kind of shift about, and sometimes Freddy's at the top, and sometimes Jason's at the top, but Michael Myers is the original. He's the first one. John Carpenter's mm-hmm. theme just sticks with your head. Like, mm-hmm. I can just hear it in my head right now. <laughs> the first few sequels yeah. are still really good, uh, and they actually mm-hmm. sort of go into more of the psychology of Michael himself. It's a super good. Yeah. Just another, well, and it's, but it's, it, it might just be another slasher film to some people, but it is also the original slasher film. It kicks off the whole genre. And honestly, like again, some of the effects are great. Uh, and even though he doesn't talk, he brings way more personality than I think Jason does from Friday the 13th in later films. 
So, yeah, I I would agree. Yeah. I also feel like um like I've only I haven't seen every single iteration of those three franchises. No. There's no. too many of them, and there's too many there's of them that aren't good. So I yes, haven't seen all of true. them. That's way true. But I will say of the ones I've seen that have come out more recently. I feel like, like and stuff, yeah. yeah, the remakes, but or the reboots of the franchises yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. I feel like Halloween, that franchise has held up the best. Absolutely, like uh, even the 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 retellings, because like basically, then they're not, they weren't like a reboot. They kind of just softly, like like it was a soft reboot because it kept the original movie, which mm-hmm. is a good which is a good move, but then it basically cuts out, like, basically all the sequels, and then that's, like, a direct sequel from it, which worked really well for it. The film was pretty good based on its premise. It kind of did the same thing that H2O Halloween did, which is, like, 20 years later, but it did mm-hmm. it way better. It did it way better. And Jamie Lee Curtis is back in it, um, who was in the original. Uh, Nancy, no. Yeah, yeah, Nancy. They're, yeah, they're both Nancy. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. Nancy. There's so many, there's so many victims that survive. Uh, some films that it's difficult to keep track of them all. But yeah, yeah no, I, I, I think you're right. And one of the things I like about the Halloween series, in in both the Friday the Thirteenth and in Nightmare on Elm Street, in both of those cases, there's a supernatural element to the villain. Yeah. Which I mean, in some ways, makes him spookier, but also at a certain point makes things even more unbelievable. Yeah, Michael is just a dude. Yeah. In in yeah. Halloween, like he's not supernatural. He's just a seriously mentally messed up dude who goes around killing people. And at some point he like crosses that line, but in the original first few, no. He's just a yeah. dude who's very focused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well and like even in some of the later movies where it's a little this is a little much like a lot of times what they're dealing with is like either he was injured but he got away so like they yeah. didn't capture him at the end of the movie or mm-hmm. um in one of the series i can't i think it might have been a reboot but i don't remember which one because i haven't watched yeah. them enough but there's it's one where he's like many. in prison yeah that's, like he's actively that's... in prison yeah. and he breaks out yeah that uh, that is the 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 new the new one that was released a few a couple of years ago, okay. uh, which is like a direct sequel. Yeah, he breaks out of prison uh, yeah, and, because yeah, because he wants to go after people again. So mm-hmm. the thing is, like, yes, he's terrifying. Yes, he's survived some things that really the average person should not survive. But do people occasionally survive those things? Yes. Does he happen to survive them? Yes. And therefore, mm-hmm. in some ways, he is creepier than all of them because he's just a dude who refuses to die and is so evil and violent that he's just not going to quit. And it's creepy. Yeah, also, I, I got a name wrong. It's Laurie. It's Laurie Strode. How did I forget that? It's Laurie Strode. I'm sorry. Jamie Lee Curtis. I know you're not listening, but I feel bad because I'm like, there are a lot of Nancys, but Laurie Strode is a name I should remember. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I really enjoyed the the initial franchise kick kick, kick off one. I think the mm-hmm. the new ones that have been released are still good, which is a difficult thing to do, especially when the originals are that old, like mm-hmm. to to make something that can stand up to it. Because um, I didn't enjoy the the remake for I Man Elm Street. I don't think it was all that good. No, and well, I, I think it. Even... Well, I was just gonna say I think it helps also with Halloween for some of their reboots and like their sequels. Even though not all the sequels are good, um, I think it helps that every time they've done that, again, going back to the premise of the fact that it's just a dude, they also didn't go over, like, there's gore. There's no denying there's gore in all of these movies. But for the Halloween movies, a lot of the, like, the danger of Mike Myers was also, like, the thriller aspect. The stalk of it, yeah. Yeah, he would stalk the people and the like, you you glimpse him and then he's gone, and then you glimpse him and he's gone again, and then suddenly you're dead, and he just came out of nowhere, and like the is he or isn't he watching you aspect of like the thriller, the te- the suspense of it. Yeah, there's a lot of suspense in it, which is not present in all the rest of them, 
uh, and it does it the best, hands down, especially from yeah. that kind of bunch of them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I like all three of them, I, and they shift around from day to day. But as we're doing the list for Halloween, and it's like <laughs> Michael is probably the most consistent, like especially with the new films, like because when you tried to replace Robert England as Freddy, that didn't work. So yeah, but uh, yeah, it didn't yeah. unfortunately. Anyway, we have reached the end of our lists, and we're only 20 mm-hmm. minutes over, 25 minutes over, because, you know, we're really good at times. Yeah. We're really good with times. We're, we're great at avoiding tangents. <laughs> yeah, well, we're great. Although, to be fair, if we're doing one every other week, we can go over just a little bit. So. I Yeah, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so, uh, yeah, we'll be, I guess... Good place to wrap up as any because we're already over. We'll be back mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks with another Halloween y topic, I guess. I'm not sure which one that is. <laughs> we have a couple of ideas, but yeah, we haven't decided 100% yet, so we'll just keep yeah. you guys in suspense. Yes, we'll do that. We'll do the Hitchcock thing. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about Psycho. I didn't think about Psycho until just this moment. Oh, well, that's a good horror movie too those just aren't like my go-to Halloween movies I like the fun no. goofy yeah, as, as evidenced fun. by my list mm-hmm. none like of minor horror <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah I like the horror stuff as well but I also like the horror stuff mm-hmm. I'm just like that but uh, yeah let us know what you think like what are your favourites you don't need to do five you could just do your tops or you could do more you know, yeah. whatever you want. We're in the Nerdsmith Discord, and we've got our own deep geek day self chat. If you want to come and hang out, uh, you could summon us with the the act of tagging, and we'll be around when we're awake, because one of us <laughs> is normally awake when the other isn't. This is true, which uh, is part of our recording problem. Yeah, it's part of our yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Damn time zones. Anyway. I know, right? But, well, we hope you've enjoyed the first episode back. We're happy to be back. It's fun. I've missed this. Mm-hmm. I've missed Yeah, me. same. I've missed mm-hmm. getting to ch- chat with you about different fun stuff. Yeah, I've missed it too. Hopefully it won't be too long before we're doing it again. And we'll see you all real soon, guys. Yep, Bye. we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. <laughs>